Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast, a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church. We are a caring community reaching in friendship with Christ. Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at www.kingofkingscr.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast. I'm Tony Dixon, and I am sitting here with Pastor Rich Balvans. Hello, Pastor Rich. Well, hi there. You know, this is really interesting today. We have never before had a virtual live studio audience. A virtual live studio a virtual audience. virtual live studio audience. We got audience. a lot of people watching us today. Yeah, so. we do. You know, Rich, as you know, this weekend is a special weekend, right? Yes, it is. This is the weekend that we celebrate mothers. That's right. Did you have a mother? <laughs> I think so. Oh, good. Yeah. I did too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's so much that you and I have in common. We have it's so much unbelievable. in common. Yep, that's great. Yes, so yes, I do have a great mother, and I'm very thankful for her. And as we look forward to this weekend and the blessing that mothers are to their families and uh, to those around them, what more fitting thing to do than to bring some special guests onto the podcast today. Yeah, and what's really neat is that this is the first time we've had guests on this program. I'm nervous. No, I, I am too. I hope they're not. What if I say the wrong thing? <laughs> so our guests today are some of the women, uh, I guess all of the women who are on staff mm-hmm. here at King of Kings Lutheran Church, yep. who have children of their own that they're caring for right now during this situation at home. Yep. Uh, What we're going to have everyone do is go through and introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about what you do here at King of Kings. I'm Ann Mueller, the office manager at King of Kings. I'm married to John Mueller. Uh, We have two daughters, Elizabeth, we call her Izzy, she's nine, and Emily, she's six. We live in the country, so I've been able to run around and burn off some of that energy the last seven, eight weeks, so... Before she gets too far, we mm-hmm. need to let people know that Anne's voice is the one that they hear introducing our podcasts oh, each and true. every time. Oh, good. I'm glad you made that connection. That's why you might know Anne. That's right. You, that's probably the only reason you would know <laughs> Anne from, right. in, rel, in relation to this podcast. Yes, anyway. exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anne, we are thankful that you're here today. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Happy to be here. Next up, we have Becky Garms. Hello. Yes, I'm Becky Garms. I'm the current life group coordinator at King of Kings. And um, we have a large life group ministry here, and I'm happy to be able to be a part of that. I'm married to Matt. We've been married almost 15 years, and we've got two boys that are um, same age as Anne's kids. Eli is nine, and Gabe is six. So we've been having lots of fun and coming up with new things to do around the house lately. Ninja-related things, I would imagine, huh? Ninja-related, Lego-related, Transformer-related. Yes, I believe there's currently a report being written right now about Transformers. Oh, man. Good topic. Yeah, right? Riveting. (laughs) Yes. And finally, Carla Doty, would you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your family? Hello, I'm Carla Doty. I'm the Children's Ministry Director at King of Kings. So I oversee nursery through middle school age programming, which includes Christmas program, vacation Bible school, and Sunday school from week to week. I have three children, two teenage boys, and a very soon-to-be nine-year-old girl who is very excited about her birthday. (laughs) A birthday coming up. They always are at that age excited about them. What's interesting is we have three different perspectives possible from our guests today because Anne has all girls, 
Becky has all boys, and Carla has a mixture. That's right. Yeah, so we've got the, all the bases covered here. That's great. And we don't have to talk about it at all because we've got all of the experts right here. That's exactly right. Exactly us. right. Awesome. Well, once again, we are so thankful that you're here with us. And so we just wanted to talk a little bit about how things are going with each of you and the perspective that you have both as a mother, but also right now as moms who have kiddos that are going through everything that we're also going through with coronavirus stuff. What that has looked like for you, what that, I guess, journey or that process has been, and if it has changed from week one to now, in other words, has the newness worn off? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> has the awesomeness of being out of school gone by the wayside? It's probably no secret that I'm more of a, an introvert and a homebody. So at first I was like, this is going to be kind of fun to be home and spend extra time with the kids and be able to work from home. But some days are just, it's a lot. So both Carla and Becky, I've leaned on for just an ear to listen or to tell me like, it's okay, you're, you know, we're all going through this, we're all doing the same thing. And there's moments where I thought, maybe I shouldn't have had kids. And then I think, well, no, maybe I just have not cut out for homeschooling my kids all day long. So great appreciation for all of our teachers. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for John to get home someday so I can be like, you're in charge now, bye. I'm gonna go work in the office. <laughs> You know, I think it's one thing I try to be always careful in my wordings is about homeschooling because, I mean, that's just what we call it in general. But I think that we have a lot of friends who homeschool and this is not homeschooling. Like my homeschool friends are with their other homeschool family friends all the time and those kids are out. They're learning by field trips and meeting different people and going to different places and we can't do that. So we call it pandemic schooling or isolation school, or at our house, we named our school Corona Times University. And that's because it's hard. <laughs> Carla, you have the broadest range of ages of children, which must pose a, uh, a particular obstacle, I would think, for what you need to do now. Yes, I've given up my office. My office has become a high schooler learning room because it's the quietest and the least distracted place. That's where my oldest is doing his school because he's in mandatory school all morning long. And then I have middle schooler who's all over the board. And for me, the elementary school has been the biggest blessing to be working with because we've been able to master some of those things that we were struggling with. So whether it's math facts, but that's been our biggest success is we now have multiplication mastered. And when we started, she was struggling with it. And so from that side, it's been a blessing, but it's trying to figure out how do we keep pushing and where do we go? And like you said, with homeschooling, if, if I were homeschooling, I feel like I'd have a curriculum and I would know where the end goal was, where with this situation, it's just trying to keep everybody moving forward without losing so much in the backslide. Tony forgot his question, oh. so I'll just... Pretend like uh, he's. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not on my game today, dude. Is it Friday? Uh, not quite. Not quite. And I apologize. I'm a bit distracted. I'm writing notes back and forth to my children. <laughs> I have a question for you, and that is if there has been any noted change in your relationships with your children and, you know, how the whole family functions together at this point after having been through this for a while? Yes, they're doing things together more willingly. The ones who were fighting against things are more 
willing to, hey, let's go play with my brother for a little bit or go play with my sister for a little bit because it's the only choice I have right now. Mm -hmm. That's Carla responding there. Anything noted from uh, Anne or Becky in that regard? Yeah, I would say they kind of had to get creative with, you know, what kinds of things can we do together? You know, they do get on each other's nerves, but then we just take a break and maybe they do something with one of them and the other one has quiet time or, you know, they've been playing phase 10 with John for weeks on end. And at first I was like, no, you guys just go ahead and do it. But now it's kind of their thing, which is kind of fun because they're here with me all day long. And then when dad gets home, it's, you know, something they can look forward to, to do with him. I don't know that things have necessarily changed a whole lot with us in that regard. My boys are kind of the perfect spacing apart and their personalities kind of mix well. So they've always kind of been thick as thieves for better or for worse. So we do, you know, a lot of that. And I think um, Matt and I have also always been fiercely protective of our schedules. So when all sports and all extra stuff is canceled, it didn't really, our evenings really aren't much different because we didn't do a lot of stuff outside the home like that anyway at this point. So things haven't changed a whole lot for us. We have found the time to be a little bit more intentional. So even though our schedule looks about the same, we do try to be more intentional about, you know, doing something together. Is there anything new that you've learned about your kids now that you've been together and that you've seen them figuring out things in a different way, like you mentioned, new ways to play or playing with one another or that sort of thing? Is there anything that you've noticed over the past couple of weeks as a result of this? Well, they all know their kids really well. That's, you know, that just goes to show you the perspective yeah. of a dad versus a mom. <laughs> That's right. I'm that, learning all sorts of cool stuff about my kids. <laughs> That's, uh, I think, the lack of uh, response there is probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, because if they know and understand their children as well as I think they do, there isn't something surprising about their kids <laughs> that they weren't aware of, you know, like they're out in the backyard burning up ants with magnifying glasses or... Torturing cats. Or Becky, like that. we're not looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait, what? That's bad. <laughs> no, just kidding. We have not injured any animals. In fact, this week we were rescuing them. We had a bat fly into the house during lunch one day, and that was a nice little science experiment and discussion about you know, what bats are doing and why is a bat flying outside at lunchtime and why is it on our deck? And then we learned about concussions and brain injuries the next day when a goldfinch flew into our window and landed down in the rocks, but was just stunned for a while. And then it stayed there for an hour or two and then it flew away. So still circling overhead, however. Yeah, yeah. It, it might, you know, it's probably coming back to our bird feeder, actually. But <laughs> we were a little concerned there for a bit, but we did turn it into a learning experience, I suppose. And, you know, you know, one thing I think that I and I don't know, it's necessarily directly your question, but I've been surprised in the past week to learn something that was important to my kids that I didn't really I underestimated the importance of it because we always think about friends and what they're missing out on friends and teachers and school. And they've been new to getting Zoom meetings this week. But most surprising to me was the value of their lunches from school. So last week, we just found out that, I mean, the school has been saying all along that we can get free lunches for school. And I thought, we don't need it. We, we don't, we're fine. Um, and they said, no, really, come get the lunches. And we did. 
And the look on my kids' faces when they saw that box of chocolate milk, it like melted my heart. It was like their long lost friend that they were so excited to get the chocolate milk um, that they missed in, I think there was like a cup of frozen peaches or something in there that they were just ecstatic about. And I forget that they're missing even things as little as school lunches. Oh, I understand the chocolate milk thing. I know, right? That's like the best chocolate milk. <laughs> when this first started on the flip side of for lunches, that, w- that was what my middle schooler missed the most. And it wasn't so much because of the food, but that's when they get to let their hair down and have social time. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's, he's like, I'm missing lunch. He goes, how crazy is that? I'm missing lunch. But that's their downtime during the day. And when they really get to hang out and talk to their friends, and that's one of the biggest things that I think they're missing out is that time to, to just be kids with their peers. All right. Well, the only question I really have is how much do you guys miss Tony and me? A lot. Yes. <laughs> this much. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I think I told maybe Becky this. We've lived not in town, so in the country for about eight years, and we've had more people drive through, you know, and drop off May baskets, or we got egged around Easter time with candy eggs and stuff. And usually, I'm if somebody pulls in the driveway, I'm like, oh gosh, who's who's here now? Because I don't want to. <laughs> socialize with people when I'm home but it's been kind of exciting like oh cool who's here today or who's coming in now so I mean that's one thing that I guess I do like people in the end I guess I do need to see people and interact with people more than I thought I did but that leads to an interesting point maybe a better question than what do you know more about your kids now is what if anything have you realized about yourselves as moms that you're willing to share (laughs) we're willing to share oh Even as a more introverted person, even being home with all of us 24-7 is really hard because I don't have those transition times. I need and I miss my transition, driving to and from work, driving to and from the activity and having the one-on-one time with the kids or the time by myself to just decompress and just be me. One of the challenges is just always being home and never having that downtime because as soon as I get done with work, it's time for dinner. And they're hungry again and again and again. I'm really never off mom. Even when I'm working, I'm always there. So It's kind of the frontier mom feeling. Yeah. It is. I keep thinking, what would Laura Ingalls Wilder, what would my Ma Wilder have done in this situation? It would be remiss of us if we didn't in some way address the spiritual side of what's been taking place within your families and for your kids. And anything that you might have noted in that regard, because we're not having Sunday school, we are not meeting together in worship. And so I think it's worth looking at that as well. You know, one thing I read early on in the quarantine was a comment, and it wasn't necessarily in the nicest way, but the intent was, you've been complaining for a long time that prayer is not allowed in schools. Now school is in your home. What are you going to do about it? something to that effect. And my kids are at public school. And that's certainly another conversation for another day. But I was convicted to make sure that um, I was putting an actual, you know, put it being intentional about what we were doing with our children. 
We are not perfect by any means. We we don't hit every day, but um, we've recently started Zach Zender's Bean Challenge. And so the boys and I start our day every day. He does a live video at 8 a.m. And we do that every morning, kind of start our morning off with that. And I've been challenged to do more things myself as well. I think just, yeah, more intentional about pulling in God and faith into everyday life, not making it be something that you just do on Sundays. But how do we pull it into just the everyday things as we're doing everything here? Just being more intentional and my kind of default, which I don't know if it's good or bad, when something feels overwhelming to me or I don't have the answers, just pray. Just give it to God. And so I've noticed the girls doing it a lot more, which is awesome to see. I haven't, we've been able to worship as a family more because usually on Sundays, John's involved with something at the church. So it's nice to be able to sit down as a family for us and awesome. and have those church experiences. Very cool. Well, we are getting close to our time for now, but what words of encouragement would you offer to all the moms out there? This is going to come out the day before Mother's Day. And so what would you say to all the moms, uh, maybe including your own and friends that you have or whatever else? The struggle is real. And we're all, you're all doing a great job. You don't have to be that perfect mom. When you see on Facebook and social media that posts every little bit of their day, even I think those moms are probably struggling at some point too. And we're just, we're all doing the best we can and take time to rely on your friends that are moms for support or even if that's, you know, words of encouragement from them or someone to vent to. <laughs> I would agree. I think, Anne, one thing that I have always thought about, I read a long time ago about, you know, kind of alluded to social media and, you know, watching things on Facebook. And that's remembering that, you know, you see one mom post her gourmet meal and you see another mom post her spick and span house and you see another mom doing a creative art task with their kids and another mom has worked out 45 minutes every morning, you know, whatever. And, and we tend to, in our brains, collaborate all those different moms, that dozen different moms into one mom. And we forget that, you know, the mom that made the gourmet meal may not have done an art project ever with her kids. Or the one that has a spick and span house may have not exercised in 10 years. And we all have our own strengths and our own struggles. And to be careful to not assume that the hundred different moms that you see are all doing all of that all the time. And we do like to share things that we're happy about and to be happy for our friends and celebrate our friends in their up times and be there for our friends in their struggles. So I think that that's, you know, to realize that God has made us just as we are. And that means no matter what your strengths are, no matter what your struggles are, that if nobody has it together, everybody's trying their best and do your best and that's enough. God made us for this time and this place. And sometimes in the struggle to become a mom, things don't always happen in your timeline. And just like this situation wasn't in my timeline, how I plan to have my children wasn't in my timeline. Um, you know, I was ready and God said, wait, it's not time for you to have another child yet. God made you for this time and this place. Look for the blessings, even in the delays. Um, it's been wonderful to be with the family, even on some of those struggles. And that it's okay to walk away, take a breath, and then forgive. And just enjoy that you can be together. 
and then take a moment to call or Zoom or FaceTime your mom and say happy Mother's Day. Also, I want to say a super special recognition for the moms out there like Carla and Ann and I are able to do our jobs from home and um, they're different and they're stressful, but they're they're different. But we know we have lots of mom friends who are out on the front lines, whether it's medical or grocery or mail or whatever people may do. And we know that all of those women are dealing with everything that we are and their children are dealing with everything that we are. And they're still going in and fighting the good fight for us every day. So I want to acknowledge that too, that not everybody's just sitting at home trying to figure out how to make you know a bird into a science project. So yeah. <laughs> You got rich with that last one. <laughs> you like that one. <laughs> We have the benefit of being able to see you right now on a screen in front of us through Zoom. But for those who can't, we've seen and we've heard your kiddos kind of, uh, <laughs> some of them coming in and stuff like that. And we want to say thank you for even just taking the time to sit down and talk today because you're multitasking. Many of you have said it never really stops right now. It just keeps going and going. So thank you for taking the time to chat a little bit with us today. Rich, I would love if you would close us with prayer today. I'm going to take a little extra time. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> because This I just, is not on the script. I know. Well, thankfully, there's no script. <laughs> uh, I just want to have a word of encouragement, not only to these three, Becky and Ann and Carla, who've been with us today, but for all the mothers there, especially in this area of concern regarding their children and their children's relationship to God. Because I'm fortunate that just last month, my mother celebrated her 95th birthday. And even though I'm almost 68 years old, my most vivid memory of my mother through all these years is her in her rocking chair, and I see Carla's in a rocking chair right now, in a rocking chair in uh, what we would have called the nursery at that time, rocking my little brother to sleep for a nap, singing a familiar hymn. Mm. And that picture, that vision of her instilling faith in his little heart and me hearing it and having that same faith instilled in my heart is the most important thing that we have to offer our children. And all of these things that we do, all of our earthly work to try and make them healthy and happy and successful, God's got it. He's, he's got it for you. And you may feel at times that you're struggling or you're spinning your wheels, but he's got it and they'll know it. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have blessed all of us with the gift of a mother and the love that comes with that, and that you have given to each one of them blessings, abilities, and strengths to meet the day-to-day -day challenges that they face as mothers in this world. We thank you for that blessing, but most of all, we thank you that you use them to bring the gospel to their children, to nurture them, to cause them to love Jesus. That's the greatest blessing of all. So we thank you for this opportunity to talk about the importance of motherhood, the struggles that it entails, the joys as well. 
And we simply just thank you for the blessing of Jesus, who gives us strength and power through the Holy Spirit to meet each day, no matter what comes. Bless all of these women. Thank you for the mothers who are no longer with us and those who are yet to be born. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody. It's been a lot of fun. Rich, let's go call our moms. (laughs) 